The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and went up to 20 times in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 40% off with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, all the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins, joined by our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel motherfucking Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing good. You guys, you guys know I mentioned last show with Joel, I, I, we brought in a, a stray cat that has been kind of loving us for, we've been feeding him for a few months now. So oh, he's been, uh, did you? Yeah, he's, he's currently in, in our bathroom. Um, yes. There was a big storm coming up the East Coast. We were like, you know what, Let, let's, if we can pick him up take him in that's, that's what we did he's been in the bathroom we took him to to the vet on saturday this is where things got interesting so we're, we're there we're waiting it's whatever we finally get in we're, we're towards the end and then this lady comes in who had a literal schrodinger's cat she was like my cat's in my carrier i don't know if it's dead or alive how do you not know if your cat is dead or alive and we were like back in a different room and then we went out and saw this lady and like, yeah, that that is why cat people get a bad rap because of, because of stuff like that. Not people like me, but people are like they take a dead cat to the vet because they're not sure <laughs> if it's still dead or still alive. So that that was my Saturday. Was the all you gotta do is check to see if the cat's spinning her right round, right round, and you exactly. know if it's dead or alive or not. You know, yeah, that's a good joke. <laughs> uh, what are you gonna name the cat? Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Fuck off. What are you gonna name it? Do you know? Uh, we're currently calling it Cat with a capital C. We've been calling it Cat for a while. Um, he's nice <laughs> and orange, so I, I am probably gonna end up naming him Claude. Yo, or that's actually pretty sick because you're a fire friend. That's cool. Orange cats are dicks, though, bro. Oh, I fucking know. He he he, he he's already bit me a few times. Dude, your cat's gonna end up like fucking crashing a golf cart or something. <laughs> yeah. As for myself, I've got no animal stories this weekend, but uh, well, kind of because the, the buffaloes, buffaloes are dead and they were uh, stomped by the Oregon Ducks. So that's kind of an animal story. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah the, the, the dream is dead. Dion's been talking about keeping receipts, asking if everyone believed in his dumb team. And uh, you know what? The losers, the noobs, the casuals, they all fell for it. But I didn't. I fucking hammered the Ducks against the buffaloes. Hell and. Yeah. Uh, was heavily rewarded overall losing day, but whatever, that felt good. Um, and wasn't NFL, the spread for that game huge? Like, wasn't it, that it was not, like not 21 a big and a half or something like yeah. that? Yeah, it? I bet it at 14 at best, 17 at best, 19. I just kept fucking betting it. And uh, Joel plays won. for wins. Joel plays for wins. They play for clicks. Joel That's plays for right. Wins. We've the, the it's, it's fought on the grass, not in Hollywood. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, NFL, NFL's been doing better than college stream for some reason. Usually it's the other way around, but I'll take it. I'll take it. And uh, yeah, how about you, Tom? How are you? How are you, how are you going? Am I going? Well, I gotta be honest with you. Like Sunday was exhilarating. I I bet every game <laughs> spreads because I would do that thing from work, and I had like a pretty good bankroll. So I was like, fuck it. Just as far as spreads go, I went fucking twelve for sixteen on the week. So that's pretty good. Can't complain about that. Um, right now though. I'm fucking tired as shit, bro. I was up all I couldn't sleep last night. Like we watched football games and I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna you know hit the hay. I was tossing and turning all fucking night. Up early this morning, it sucked out, it's got like an hour and a half, two hours of sleep. You know what I feel like? You know those little fucking Mexican those fake ass Mexican aliens that they rolled out a few weeks ago? <laughs> you see that? That's what I feel like, Ryan. You seen these things on Twitter? Yeah, it's just you know like a it's like a dehydrated ET. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel right now. I'm just sitting here. I'm going to be like, Holmes, Holmes, I'm so sleepy. That's how I feel right now, dude. It's been tough. I'm trying to bring the energy. I'm feeling good. I've had a couple beers on the way home, and we just had a big old bowl of Chinese noodle soup. And oh my God, it's so fucking good. Hand pulled noodle soup. But that just added to the feeling of just eternal dread. I took a big shit before we started recording, so I tried to help myself feel better a little bit it means my take shouldn't be so shitty today because i got all that out already so we'll see where we go but man i'm i'm feeling a little rough but that's okay because this is what we do you know why because hockey is fucking back boys and it is the best time of the year everywhere you look online talking to buddies talking to all the old fucks at work everybody's just pumped up for hockey season i'm so excited it's absolutely exhilarating um <laughs> all right We'll keep this moving here, though. Uh, everybody go check out the uh, Sports Gaming Podcast Network.com website. That's the place to be. There's tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby. All is good in the NFL. And it's always happy and sunshine. The NFL has been a perfect place after this weekend. It's been great, so that's been good to see. Let's go Chargers. Uh, NCAA's kicking ass there. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of on Notre Dame. I was hoping they could pull off the upset, but they didn't get it done. They should have got it done. Didn't get it done, but that's so cool. College football still absolutely exhilarating. Uh, Ryan, the world of baseball, what have you got going on? I, I hear a lot of people in Toronto excited about the Blue Jays. From the sounds of it, they're getting in. What the hell happened, bro? You promised me this wouldn't happen. We've we've made it to the final week of the season. This is when it actually matters. Uh, yeah, checking on it, it does look like Toronto has a game and a half up on uh, the the top, the the third wild card spot, and then so three games total to, to lose There's a game. Three wild card spots. There's three wild card spots now. Yeah. God. Um, and then yeah, the Phillies are uh, on the verge of clinching the top wild card spot. They could clinch tonight or tomorrow, I believe. So hopefully they get it done. They're currently in extra innings. Okay. Okay. So is is everything like you're a Phillies fan? I imagine. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm a Phillies fan. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Think that I like. Them. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. I'm happy for you then. Hell yeah. Uh, tons of other stuff going. Julie, is there a big tennis tournament coming up anytime soon? I feel like something's coming. No. No. We just had the the Lever Cup here in Vancouver, actually, which is the tennis version of the Ryder Cup, and then golf, which okay. is coming up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the team team world crushed team Europe again. So, but yeah, that that's pretty much it until the until the, the Australian Open in January. So uh, you can stop asking me about tennis for uh, the okay. next few months. Well, I, I I'm probably gonna ask you at least once or twice before January. <laughs> so just just be on your toes for that one. Uh, yeah, we have the Ryder Cup coming up, which is actually gonna be sick, dude. Honestly, 
Team Europe's looking sneaky good. Like, John Rahm's dropping bombs up here saying, doubt us all you want, hate us all you want. And fucking Victor Hovland's like, yeah, I love, you know, just fucking death metal. You want to go about it? Let's do it. So that's going to be pumped. I'm fired up to fucking track that. That's going to be sick. Uh, yeah, we I, got bet, I bet Europe like a month ago, and uh, the odds Ooh. are going down, so I'm not the only one. Not so fucking, sneaky. I know. You're you're all right, eh? Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. You're all right. Who cares what they say? Uh <laughs> Uh, we got MMA going on. Like those NASCAR guys are killing all the time for what it seems. So, anyways, there's tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Obviously, you can find all that information at the SGPN website. Be sure to go check it out. Read the goddamn articles. There is somebody on this show that has been busting his absolute tits off in articles. Every time I look, I see that this guy's just dropping new stuff. So go read Ryan's articles. This guy's killing it. He's doing he's doing the Lord's work. All right. He's he's doing exactly what needs to be done. He's giving you. You know, the stuff in writing. We say a lot of shit on this show, and it's easy to kind of get lost, you know? But if you just want to see it dead up front for you there, Ryan's banging it out for you. So be sure to go check that out, uh, all of his articles that he's absolutely pumping out and doing a kick-ass job for at the SGPN website. A lot of love. Ryan, how much love goes into those articles? Like, oh. enough, like, come on. Scale just, of one to rescue cats. How much love? Oh, just so much love. So, so, so much more, so much love, so many exclamation, exclamation points. So it's a good time. I should have an article out, I think, every day this week. Today, uh, there's some three Stanley Cup long shots going out on Tuesday, player awards Monday, and then some uh, divisional stuff later this week. And uh, the Phillies just clinched a playoff spot. So uh, there we go. Hell yeah, I'll drink to that. I'll, that that's that's awesome. Tell Graybush we'll fight him if we have to, too. Don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, be sure to do that. Listen to the other shows, man. Everybody does such a kick-ass job. It's it's that it's time, baby. You know, we got fucking NBA is about to. Uh, do they have a preseason? Does preseason basketball start? Do any of us even like basketball? Joel, you like basketball. Joel pretends to. Uh, March Madness and NBA playoffs. But other than that, no. Yeah, so we don't give a fuck. All right, well, maybe that is happening then. So that's cool if it is. And if you like basketball, then hell yeah. Anyways, that show's going on. We got our show, which is popping off. But, like, I can't stress it enough. This is fucking sick that hockey's, like, right here. I'm so stoked for it. Hell yeah. Tons of stuff, man. So, hell yeah, shout out to everybody at the network. They're all doing a kick-ass job. All the shows and the articles. Hell yeah. Uh, and, of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. Discord. It was absolutely electric last night. I was we were talking about before the show here is fucking buzzing. We might even talk about it a little bit instead of a new segment. We'll see how that plays out. But man, it was fucking sick. And this is what we get. It's this time of the year. You know, we got a couple guys. You know, like shout out Canuck. Like, there's a couple guys that are coming out. You know, that maybe took the season off for a little bit. You know, and and that's okay because it's time for the new season. Or maybe some guys that you know put it down a little bit for the off season. They're coming back, dude. That place is fucking sick. We have a blast in there. Uh, so hell yeah. Shout out to all our friends and pals in the discord you guys are the best eh? like you honestly are fucking right uh if you're not in the discord you're not making money also let's throw some love to our boy catfish dilly you know always thinking of you that's fucking go um and hell yeah man but if you're not in the discord you're not fucking making money uh, if you want to get in the discord but you're not in there you can reach out to myself or ryan on twitter we'll be sure to point you in the right direction uh, you can also reach out to the hdp twitter account our intern there's so he's a killer He's a fucking killer. He's out there just being a fucking being awesome. That's exactly what we love to see. That's sweet. Uh, or what you can do is you can just tell a bunch of lies. And, you know, if you tell a bunch of lies and agreeing with their points, you know, I'm sure there'll be somebody else here that tells a bunch of lies and just agrees with points. And, you know, and next thing you know, you're going to be talking to Joel Liar. And when you're sitting there talking to him and his lying, his lying handsome ass, he'll fucking... You, know, you can ask him, hey, how do you get in the Discord? He'll be sure to point you in the right direction, too. So, hell yeah. Let's fucking go. Shout out to the Discord. You guys are the fucking best, yo. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you can follow the uh, HGP Twitter account is at hockey SGPN. Follow us there and make sure you subscribe to the hockey gambling podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, and leave us a five-star rating review. We've gotten, gotten a few of them recently, but hope hoping to get a few more here as the season approaches. All right. Um, do we, right. we got ads? Well, we do. Oh, oh, do we have ads? Uh, Check out Game Time. Uh, Buying tickets (laughs) to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. The Game Time app experience is fantastic. Got flash deals, last-minute tickets, images of the seat view so you know exactly what to expect before you get there. Uh, You buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps, and you're set. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. And from now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. $100,000 Sundays also continue on Underdog Fantasy. Total of $2 million prizes, 100K each week, uh, 10,000 to 10 people each week. There's a new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. Damn. That's a lot. Okay, I forgot to tell you guys. I meant to bring this up, but I totally forgot. Boys, today on my way home from work, I almost got peed on. By what? <laughs> by a by a person. <laughs> I'm not kidding, yo. I know Joey says, yo, we got some fucked up people in in Vancouver. I'll tell you what, we got some fucking crazy ass junkies in Toronto. <laughs> <too. I'm, laughs> so I'm coming home from work, right? And like, there's an LCBO across from where I work, and it's about a ten minute walk from my work to the subway. So I grab a couple beers, like I always do, and I'm about two beers deep. I walk into the subway. I was supposed to text Jess and be like, yeah, I gotta fucking order the food because she was gonna order food. And then I get home and it was already there. So I'm getting a union. I'm I'm crushed. I just finished my second beer. I just opened another one. I'm ready to rock and roll. And going to the stairs at Union Station and shit. I'm outside, and this is where all like the junkies hang out. And to be fair, they normally keep to themselves. You know, they're nodding out. You know, they're just doing whatever. They might bark a little bit or do something fucking weird. But normally, nine times out of ten, they keep to themselves. Well, today was not one of those times. I'm walking up, and there's like these two fucking, I don't know, just junked out losers. And they're sitting there, and there's about four security guards around them. And keep in mind, security guards in Toronto, I hate to say this, they're just like, they're like, I'm not going to say that part, but they're like 150 pounds soaking wet. These are kids, right? It's like they're making 20 bucks an hour. They don't... They're not making. They're not secure in anything. They're not. They're not even secure in the bag for Christ's sakes. These guys aren't even making a paycheck for fuck. But anyway, so they're sitting there trying to get these guys to go, like just to get out of there. And I'm sitting. I'm about to walk by, and I'm like, you know what? Like, I fuck it. I'm just gonna keep on walking past like I do every goddamn day. And sure enough, when I'm about maybe like seven feet away, I see this one guy stand up, and he's like fiddling around with his cock and balls, like in his pants. And I'm like. All right, that's kind of weird, but I mean, you know, it's Toronto. We see shit like this all the time. You get used to it, you know? And then the next thing I know, <laughs> this motherfucker pulls out his full dick and balls 
Full cock and balls, exposed, and starts pissing towards the security guards. And I'm like three, four feet away. And I'm like, well, shit, I got to get into this somewhere. And I'm, I'm not going to turn around. I'm like, well, he's pissed on them. I'm okay. So I go to pass. And next thing I know, he starts like coming towards me and he's pissing. <laughs> and I, I'm literally holding a beer and I go, ah! to get away from him and once he realized he maybe got about four feet towards me right so i I wasn't in the no four feet from the stream of piss to me so i didn't get pissed on but (laughs) i'm I'm laughing my ass off once he realizes he can't get me he turns back and he got the security guard the poor kid this kid's probably like 21 years old all over his leg i'm like oh no so i book it down in the subway and i'm sitting here and by this time i know i'm probably about like three beers deep i'm sitting on the subway and, I, and these are big beers where are they hold on right now they're they're fucking i don't even know it's not just like a tall boy it's 20 percent bigger than a tall boy so you do the math 568 milliliters so anyways i'm feeling no pain and i'm just laughing it's about a 15 minute subway ride i'm pissing my pants laughing no pun intended the entire way home and i realized shit i forgot to text jess that i'm at union station to order the food so i get off the dupont i call her and she's like what the fuck you didn't text me i tell her what happened and now she's called me piss boy all night so this is what i got going on but oh my god it was exhilarating yo how did you not know? lead with this that story i i forgot but it was absolutely hilarious it was probably the second craziest thing to happen to me in the last 24 hours and the craziest thing is the absolute nonsense the absolute tomfoolery the absolute just just abysmal chaos and the unfathomable things that i was reading in our discord last night gentlemen this was absolutely off the hook number one this is why the discord kicks ass you guys are all a bunch of fucking beauties number two what the fuck are we talking about these are the few of the things that i had to deal with ryan you weren't really involved in this last day i had to deal with people trying to say that the arizona state university coyotes could potentially be a playoff team this year. I had to deal with people saying that Clayton Keller had the same career trajectory as John fucking Tavares. I had people trying to tell me that Nazem Kadri left the Leafs because he was upset with the ice time that he was getting. I had people trying to tell me that, and this is an all-time boomer take, the players under 30 don't want to play for their hometown teams anymore because they just don't give a shit. I had people trying to tell me that in a locker room full of Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux, that Timothy Stutzel is a key locker room leader. What the fuck are we talking about in here, boys? All I ask, all I ask is that we use a little bit of facts when we are bringing up these outrageous points. And if we cannot back up these facts with points, then it is plain and simple. What the fuck are we even talking for? This is outrageous. This is preposterous. This simply will not do, and I will not tolerate this. So if we're going to go with all these bullshit narratives that are so easy to fucking say, but literally have zero evidence to back them up, And on the contrary, there's things that can be pulled up just like that that contradict these statements. Then nine times out, not even nine, for the rest of the year, 
I'm fucking coming out. It's on, baby. If there's any bullshit, I'm the bullshit fucking sheriff, okay? I'm the BSS. I'm the bullshit sheriff in town. Look out, BBC. I'm the fucking BSS, all right? And I'm fucking coming for you. Because what I was reading last night was out fucking rageous. I am sorry. I, right, I did see I, I did see that that, that take about the the coyotes and because people because Joel pointed out that Dom's projections are higher. People are like oh the coyotes are actually kind of deep. No, the coyotes are still the coyotes. They might be decent, yeah. but they're they're not going to be good. Clayton Clark is a nice young player, you know, and only uh, scored one thick goal, and now the coyotes yeah. are making the playoffs. Now they're eight better. Yeah, it's it's insane. I didn't say they're going to make the playoffs. I just said, uh, holding back my fading. I'm not going to add any more anti-Coyotes bets. That, that was my whole point. I don't know who was saying they're going to make the playoffs. That's a little extreme. But, uh, yeah, other than that, your, your points were solid. I don't know why you said I was agreeing with them. Uh, I misunderstood one of their points, like Kadri wanting to leave because of the, the, the media. But I, what I meant was that the, the Leafs felt pressured by the media who, who were uh, done with Kadri after that second suspension. That is that fair. Was, that was You're my right. Point. That was an influence, hundred percent. But Kadri didn't like say, "Oh, I want out." Like, no, you know? he 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 refused to be traded. Right? Like he was supposed exactly. to go to Calgary. Something was lined up. He didn't he didn't uh, waive his no trade clause. Right? And then uh, so they had to send him to Colorado instead, which which helped lead us uh, to a Stanley Cup. So thank thanks to the Toronto media for once, and rightfully so. But I got there was a lot going on last night, man, and I gotta say. I have never loved a Sabres fan in my life. I have. Ne- I think there's only one Sabres fan I've ever met that I've been like, you know what? This guy is a half-decent human being. But last night, I had a guy in my corner, and that meant the fucking world to me, okay? So you know who you are. You goddamn with your big old hammer. And that's that's not a that's not a cocksuck joke or anything like that, okay? I'm just trying to put Another that super soaker. Another super <laughs> soaker. But... There's somebody special, all right? My boy Thor was a fucking dog last night, so hell yeah. But some of the things that were being floated out last night were just preposterous, bro. And this is why hockey, and this is how you know hockey's back. Like, I, honestly, like, I, I'm not even mad. This was electric. Yes, we get we get a little hyped up. You know me. I'm I'm guilty, all right? Like, trust me, but I, like, I'll be honest too, but as far as I've seen from preseason, some of the shit I've seen on Leafs Twitter has been absolutely fucking insane too. I watched the highlight the other day and this guy's like, oh, Easton Cowan, just absolutely great play. He skated past a guy on the boards and shot the puck at the goalie's pass. And everyone's like, oh my God, the kid's going to be so good. He skated down the wing. He burnt one defenseman who was flat-footed and turning around and everyone's like, oh, the speed. The speed. What are we talking about? Like it's it's overreaction season. I get it, and I get how unseparable this fan base is. I know that most of us are fucked in the head to an extent, myself included. But like, if we're gonna just pull up a bunch of bullshit, fucking let's at least get our facts right. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Okay. That's all. I'm not asking for the world, but that's all I ask. Uh, I just want to reiterate the platform here, but. Uh, I don't... Uh, it's it's relevant only to a small minority of listeners, uh, but uh, it was well said and entertaining anyway. Even if you do have no idea what the fuck uh, Talon is talking about, that's yeah, why that, you get the Discord. That's why the Discord is so great. I want to reiterate that. Like other 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 Discord, other people, so people put a bets in there, or whatever. Or hockey channel. We're, we have we have debates. People going back and forth. People getting heated about things. It's not just being like, oh, look look at my ticket that I want. It's it's people sharing ideas. You know, being more knowledgeable about hockey in the end for for it 
It's conversations, man. That's the best part. It's a like, look. We had one guy today come in, some guy that I've never seen before, and he's like, "Hey, what's the what would you say? What's the D-Gen preseason NHL parlay for tonight?" And you know, we we normally have a routine where we just say no, and that should be the thing when this happens. Is everybody just says no. Didn't happen today. We'll address that on a further date. But still, like, that's what makes our channels like so much fucking way sicker than everybody else's, yo. And that's why the three of us are proud. Uh, I, I imagine I can speak for the two of you, but we're proud for for all of our friends and pals and what we as a collective community all together have in that fucking channel. So the Discord kicks ass, yo. I love you guys. You guys are the best. And speaking of preseason, I, I want to point out this this trend that I'm noticing. Home teams, I mean, that, that's typically a thing. You know, home teams going to address a better team. They've been, they're minus 200 or more. But home teams uh, through tonight's five four final games are 22 and seven. So they're winning at a 75% clip. I, I know that's the odds are high there, but you know what? If if you want to have some have some fun, throw them in a round robin, and you'll probably make make some money. Hell yeah! Um, all right. That went on a little bit longer. I apologize. Thank you, gentlemen, for retaining me. Um, let's rock and roll here, bros. Let's get into our fucking season previews. We've been finally rolling through this. Um, uh, we've had we've had some good. Co- I think these have been going pretty well. No, do you guys agree? Like, I think we've been doing a good job. But a, but a ton of fun. Exactly, right? Okay, so anyways, we're going to finally finish off the Central Division. We're finally done with the garbage teams. We don't got to listen to Joel bitch about how much Minnesota sucks, which I agree with him. I'm again. I'm anti Minnesota this year. I am on Joel's side. But Started. now we're now we're getting into the creme de la creme, and the cream always rises to the top. Nothing like Macho Man Randy Savage says. But that's okay. We're fucking kicking it off. First team on the docket. We are going with the Dallas Stars. Uh, Dallas Stars had a pretty good season last year. A little. A good regular season, I guess. Playoffs was a, a little disappointing for this team. This is a team that had aspirations, you know, to at least maybe hit that, you know, that semifinal round or just absolutely do some damage. Unfortunately, uh, they fell a little bit short um, just as far as an overall take goes. You know, they, they had guys that had great seasons. You still have the older veterans with the Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn. That's neither here nor there. Uh, a couple of nice younger guys in the core as well. Jake Ottinger kind of didn't take the step forward that a lot of people were expecting him to take this year, but, uh, or sorry, last season, but... Uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of like a little quick rundown of the stores. Jolie, kick us off here, my man. What do we fucking got? Oh, I, I don't think that they underachieved expectations. They were, you know, knocked down the first round the year before and they were totally outplayed by the Flames. Um, yeah, now now they have Peter DeBoer in there. He it's a typical first season for him. He usually gets his team going right away. Uh, this is a team that flew under the radar. Not much attention was paid to them even though Jason Robertson was having a true breakout season, 46 goals, 109 points, nearly won the division. And they would have done if it were not for a late push by the Avalanche. I think they went 16-3 and in their last uh, 19 games the Avs did. Then they, they, they snuck the division, I think, by one point. And uh, so, yeah, this is a team that nearly won the division. And the, the play, that that's what led to some expectations for the playoffs. Given how weak the Western Conference was perceived to be, and uh, the playoffs were a mixed bag. They 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 dominated the Wild, um, though Minnesota tend to make it easy on teams in the first round. Uh, <laughs> Kraken gave them a scare. Get it uh, in, Ottinger. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any any excuse? Uh, yeah, Ottinger uh, did not play like he did uh, against the Flames the year before. Um, and of course the Kraken, they they know how to bother the goalie. We saw them do that uh, against Georgiev as well. 
and then they lost against the playoff champions in, in six. But they were down 0-3 to start the series and had a, a listless home effort in game three. Not what you want to see when you're already down for game two. Um, yeah, and another impressive uh, story was the rookie campaign of Wyatt Johnson, especially in the playoffs where he was the most noticeable stars forward some nights. Um, but yeah, altogether, a solid season for the stars. But still, in the end, a disappointing one given how poorly they started the Vegas series and, of course, how it ended. Yeah, I, I would say the stars, I mean, the, unless you win the cup, it's not a true successful season. But it, it was they made the Western Conference final, took it to six games. They had a lot of, you know, good individual efforts. Jason Robertson, fourth place for the Hart. Ottinger, fifth for the Vesna. Uh, Wyatt Johnson, fifth for the for the Calder. Miro Heiskanen, uh, seventh for the Norris. So they have a lot of, a lot of these guys. Uh, Jamie Benn had a great season last year, 78 points, nearly a point per game. Joe Pavelski, too, obviously had a big performance in the playoffs as well after coming back. So they're, they're, they bridge the gap, like we said they possibly could, between the veterans and the young guys. And they have a goalie, too. Ottinger kind of looked like he's the real deal last year, kind of the first season starting, you know, a full slate of games, 61 starts, and he had a 919 save percentage. So Did he start, play 61 games last 61 year? 61 starts last year. Holy fuck. 46 a year before. So, I mean, he wow. he got the workload up, and he, he it only improved them. So, yeah, the, the Stars, I think, had a, had a great season last year. Yeah, regular season, you, you can't argue that. That's fantastic. I did not. I'm blown away by that Andre stat. You you simply just don't see those those numbers in the NHL, especially for a for a goalie in his first kind of technical full year on a team as a number one. Uh, so that's impressive, 100%. Uh, the the young stars you talked about, you know, the Rupe Hints, the Miro Hiskinens, the fucking uh, Jason Robertsons. Like these guys are killers. Jamie Benn had a great year. Tyler Sagan. Uh, it's Tyler Sagan, you know, but that, that's leadership. You need that on your team. Every team needs that. Uh, and the guy still does bring value from an offensive point of view as well. And he's a big body. He's a fucking beauty too. So that's cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like this team. I like the stars. Like I'm, you know, I, I, I don't really have one either or opinion either way about them, but yeah, you know, last year was fine. And I, I think that they had higher expectations in the playoffs based off. And a lot of it comes down to just playoff performance. And I'm not saying that he lost them the series. Like you talked about anytime they go down zero games to three, what the fuck are you going to do? Right. But, um, I think, uh, I think that this this is a team that has potential to do some damage year in, year out with this current core that they have. And, you know, we saw that in the regular season last year. And obviously the NHL playoffs, anything can happen. I think this is the perfect example of something like that. As for the offseason, well, there wasn't much of one for the Stars. Nothing nothing too serious anyway. The only significant move was adding, uh, well, I guess you can call it a journeyman now, Matt Duchesne, at a cheap price too after the Preds bought him out. And I think they That's did. That's good and though. Yeah. Yep. While still a decent player, he has the habit of vanishing for long stretches of time. Uh, maybe as a second liner, you can find a more suitable role in a deep Dallas team, much like Taylor Hall in, in Boston. Um, yep, Stars didn't do much because they, they didn't need to do much. This is a solid team top to bottom, and just adding around the margins is all a team like this needs to do. So uh, we'll, we'll give him a, a B plus, I guess. Just um, not, not much to complain about. Yeah, I like the Stars offseason. Like you said, they they didn't do much, but what they did is that they brought in Matthew Shane one year, three million dollars. It's a fantastic deal. People think you know Matthew Shane washed up or whatever. Fifty six points in seventy one games last year, eighty six points the year before. She'll be able to put up you know twenty five goals, similar amount of assists, and yeah, he's going to be playing second, maybe even third line. Daily Faceoff has him on the third line with Marchman and Sagan. So Dallas is going to be a deep team. They, they had their pieces in place, as Talon said, this core, and so they just added added Duchesne to it. So yeah, I liked it. 
Yeah, I like a veteran presence of Duchesne. You know, like like Ryan, you say, you know, what did what do you say he got last year? Thirty goals? Twenty five goals? Twenty eight, I think. Twenty two. Twenty eight. Twenty two. Twenty two. Okay, so that's. But you know what? You're not fucking. You're not breaking the bank. You're not paying this guy six million dollars or anything. That's a one year deal, three million dollars. So if he can pop in twenty goals for you, that's a win. Especially if he's playing third nine minutes. Um, this is what I like about it, and I know he's probably not listed as a centerman. Um, but he's a guy that has played center before. And so if you just look, you add to that. If somebody goes down, you know, you got the likes of like Tyler Sagan that can play center. Jamie Benn does have a career, you know, history of playing center as well. Rupe Hintz, you got fucking Fasca, you know, DeShane, you got fucking Wyatt Johnson. There's guys, and it's arguably the most, next to goaltending, in my opinion, I might be biased, it's arguably the most important position in the game. So you can never have enough of those men, especially with a veteran presence, guys that have been around the league before. So I like that addition of DeShane, you know, and, you know, maybe it's, I kind of like it too. It's like, okay, well, we didn't necessarily get to exactly where we wanted to get this year. Well, let's not blow it up. You know, this is the NHL. Let's let's run it back. Like like we kind of talked about, we have the core here in place. We have a nice surrounding core of veterans. We got an elite goaltender in net that can be the guy for the next fucking 10 years, potentially, for Christ's sakes. Uh, and, and defense is fucking good too. Yo, Mira Hiskin, Eskalindel. Ryan Sutter, even at 38, is still playing unreal for this fucking team. Yanni Hackenpah, like you have guys on the back end, yo. So um, I think... Uh, I, I, I like Dallas's offseason. Maybe it's sometimes the moves that you don't make lead to your success. And I like that they kind of kept it calm and held the fort, you know? Projecting forward, we have the Stars at 103.6 points. But Peter DeBoer, as a coach, has a habit of underwhelming results after his first year with the team. With the Panthers, Devils, and Knights, they had a lower point percentage in year two than in year one. And with the Sharks, it was virtually the same. He's able to come into a team and quickly rejuvenate them, but for whatever reason, his voice or tactics go stale quickly, and uh, there doesn't seem to be much evolution in his, his coaching style, and uh, they're, 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 uh, they, they don't perform the same way in the second season. So, um, yeah, well, the, the Stars will still be a very good team in the regular season, but we don't expect the same results last year. That's not only because their coach, Sagan and Jamie Benn, had pretty good seasons last year, but those were anomalous if you look further back and see them consistently declining as they get older and the injuries add up. Ryan Suter, I, I don't agree with Talon. He's, he's, he was unplayable in the playoffs. He was absolutely horrific after the Wild Series. Uh, Pavelski <laughs> is still one of the best. Bad. At, yeah, he was bad. He was pretty bad. Yeah, Regular Pavelski, season, though, I thought he was good. Maybe I'm crazy. He's, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, he's okay. <laughs> he, he played up against his old team because he hates the Wild as, almost as much as I do. So, yeah, maybe you're just <laughs> blinded by that performance. But uh, Pavelski... <laughs> Is still one of the best at tipping the puck in front of the net, but he's also getting old. 39 years old, and uh, he's finally starting to slow down. I mean, he came back from that injury and scored four goals, but after that, awesome. he was pretty invisible. Um, when Heisman missed the game against the Kraken, the Stars turned into a totally different team, showing how vital he is to what they do with how thin they are on defense. Um, God forbid he missed any length of time this season. Um, on, on the other side, stars have hope and wide Johnston, Thomas Harley, who should both get a lot more minutes this season with how well they played in the playoffs. Elite goalie in Ottinger, elite defenseman Heiskin, and we said already, elite goal scoring Robertson. But we still think they take a small step back this season, given their aging core, aging core, not aging core, their thin defense. <laughs> oh, you got me excited. What, 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 you got me turned uh, on a little yeah. bit, Jolie. You well, got me Jason, Jason Robertson is half half Asian, I think. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. It's Filipino. Yeah, so. I guess that counts. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, key players <laughs> aging out, thin defense. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just uh, – I think it'll be a, a step back. I don't think that they'll come within a point of winning the division and uh, within a couple of games of making the Stanley Cup finals. 
Uh, I think that's uh, pretty spot on there. I like the little research there as well into uh, Peter DeBoer and his, his team's taking a step back because, yeah, last year had 108 points. Now their point total is very close to that. And I, I don't see him doing it again. Jamie Benn had 78 points last year. He had 46 a year prior. So, like, not not quite doubled, but, but close enough to it to, to say that he's going to take a big step back. Sagan pretty much is what he is at this point, 45, 50-point player. Uh, and yeah, I, I'm not sold on their on their defense, especially with Suter on the top pair. Um, so I think they will take a step back, but I still think they're gonna, you know, be one of these top three teams in the in the Central Division. I think they still have what it takes to go deep in the playoffs. But they're kind of they're they're taking the the play. They're, they know they're gonna make the playoffs, so they're building for that rather than you know let's try to you know be the best team in the division or best team in the conference. You know, let's let's you know work with what we have, work with these veteran guys that. Might you know might miss some time here and there, but have the depth necessary to to make that run in the long run. And what Talon said about yeah, Duchesne can take faceoffs, Pavelski can take faceoffs. They have all these guys that have been veterans. And when you need a big faceoff in in a third period of a playoff game, they're going to have probably multiple guys on the ice that, that can take that for them. So I think the Stars are, are built pretty well well for the season. Not quite as well as some other teams. Uh, one other team in this division, but I, I still am, am pretty high on the Stars uh, for this this year. Uh, for myself, yeah, you know, like it's hard to kind of predict the team to just kind of like go ahead and be that close to winning the division, although they are within probably the top two teams in order to do it uh, next to the team that we're going to talk about. But truth be told, I I kind of like them over the next team. And we'll get to that when we get there. Don't don't random my parade yet a little bit. I'm sorry. But, you know, I, I'm really excited to see uh, the if we get another. Kind you can of say conference. it now. You can just say it yeah. now. You say they're going to win the I, division. I think they're going to win the division. I think that they're going to be a little bit, not very much better. I think it's going to be close, but I think they're going to be a little bit better than Colorado. But we'll get there when we get there. That's more so me talking about Colorado. Um, what I do like about this, what I am really excited to see, is what we kind of we get out of Rupe Hintz. Uh, you look at this guy last year. He's a point-per-game player. He had 37 goals and 38 uh, assists for 75 points in 73 games. But more importantly, what we saw in the playoffs was fucking unbelievable for this kid. 19 games, he had 10 goals, 14 assists, uh, 24 points. I say kid. I think he's going to be like 27 in november but whatever dude the guy was absolutely still a stud jason robertson you touched on as well fucking what a way to just like like two years ago that was like the breakout season for this kid putting up what he put 79 and 74 last year 109 points in 82 games with 46 goals and 63 assists uh and then even 18 points in 19 playoff games last year so they got a fucking killer out there in jason robertson i absolutely love it um, Miro Hiskinen, man, we talked about, I brought this up, I think I remember we did the Norris previews and shit, and I'm telling you, one year, eventually this kid's gonna get one, dude. Uh, he had 73 points in 79 games last year, 62 assists. I know that power play was pretty good, too, and it helps when you're passing to those guys that I was talking about. But, hell, you put up 62 apples in one year in the NHL. I don't care who you are as a defenseman. Those numbers are sick. So you'd like to see him get a couple more goals. 11's a little bit to be desired. But, I mean, hey, man, those are those are still awesome numbers. So if he can kind of improve on that, what if he hits 82, you know? Is that enough to win the Norris? Probably not. But at least to get himself in the contention and then go from there. Um, another guy that I kind of want to see a little bit more out of. And last year was a little bit... I don't want to say a I don't want to say a letdown of a season because the guy still had 31 points in 68 games. It's not the greatest. 12 goals, 19 assists. But based off what we saw from him two years ago when he was playing with Florida, I want to see more out of Mason Marchment, man. Now I know you know I, he's kind of going through a little bit. He had the passing of his father a couple of years back, and that kind of lingers with you as well. But when he was in Florida in 54 games, he had 18 goals and 29 assists for 47 points. I want to see him closer. I want to see him pushing. Like if he plays full 82 games, I want to see him around the 70 point marker 
And that little bit of the depth scoring there, that could be what it takes to kind of take this Dallas team a bit over the top and allow them to kind of clinch the division. You know, and then obviously you have the legs, so like we said, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, we ran through it, the elite goaltending. Maybe the defense isn't as great as I like to think it is, but hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I do like Esselindel, though, I'm sorry. But yeah, I, I, I like this Dallas team. This is going to be a strong team in the Central Division. So uh, hell yeah, man. Let's fucking go, Stars. We got the ads what? or what? Uh, are, are we going to go through any bets you're making? We'll run through uh, totals. You got a 105 and a half division odds plus 170, cup odds plus 1400. Anything we like there? I bet some of the under, but that's about it. Uh, I, I would take the under there, if anything. I, I, I don't. I don't hate them to make to win the cup at 14 to one. I think that's you know might be a bit short, might be able to get it longer in season, but I think the stars are a team to watch for that. Yeah, if you like them under, then you can wait for them to to bet the cup. Fair enough. I kind of like those division, man. I know we were saying, or I was saying that, plus 170. I'm not going to bet it. I'm limited with my futures. Only got a couple going, so I'm not going to bet it. But if I had to pick one for this uh, division, I would be on the stars at plus 170. Yeah. Uh, all right. And we are brought to you by VEASAN. Uh, sign up now and save 50, 40% off football season special when you use promo code SGP. Uh, VEASAN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Uh, Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head-to-head with other shows to see who sells the most subscriptions. The winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future. The best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. So go to vcin.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. And then go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get to vote on what team to use the $1,000 Super Bowl future on. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of the action. So go to vcin.com slash subscribe and use promo code SGP and then sportsgamingpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit. And we're we're win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay into Hall of Fame Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer told to get hit rates broken down by leg and the expected probability for the whole parlay. Sort players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Hell yeah. All right, moving down here, we're going on to a special team for a special boy. And I'm not even going to do an intro here. I'm just going to talk about the Colorado Avalanche, and we're going to throw it over to our old pal, Mr. Joel Meyer. Let's go here, Jolie. Yeah, yeah. You know, after a team win the cup, it's natural to ease up a little as the competitive edge uh, is dulled. Um, That wasn't the only challenge, though, the Avalanche had to overcome. They were 28th in the league in terms of cap hit of injured players, which was the worst in the league among playoff teams and included their captain, Lattice Gog, for the entirety of the year. They also had to go to Finland near the beginning of the season, and those long trips to Europe have historically tended to have a destabilizing effect as it takes players with set habits out of their routines. And the jet lag, of course, uh, takes some guys a long while to overcome in terms of playing at their peak. That said, in spite of these struggles, the Avalanche had a uh, tremendous final stretch of the season and as we mentioned in the stars preview and uh yeah even managed to win the division after spending a good chunk of the season ahead of a playoff position they were still undone by the kraken though largely on the back of 
Grubauer suddenly, uh, you know, becoming God and inept there. And uh, the fact that uh, the Avs depth scoring went utterly absent this in that series. I don't think there was a single goal scored by um, anyone else in the in the bottom six. Um, so yeah, in, in seven games too. Uh, also, it didn't help that Nachushkin got wasted with the Russian whore before game three or <laughs> whatever happened there. Uh, yeah, we still don't know the the Avs are so secretive with the stuff, and Nachushkin especially he doesn't he, he didn't say shit when he got back to Denver. Uh, I think about a couple weeks ago now. Um, all we know is that the the, the Russian girl was like bad man. Uh, steal my passport or something like that maybe that's all she want to say though we don't know that could be the old maybe she's trying to say yeah he was a good guy we don't know yeah. who knows don't yeah know. that's the thing the the abs are very supportive of him so obviously uh they they feel that he wasn't being uh you know he didn't do anything too serious um but then he, he got he, it was you see that picture of him with the, with his, his russian buddies with the the uh the, 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 the assault rifles in the street that was pretty good um a lot better than a little Ja Morant's little little PP gun at the club or whatever. <laughs> Go home, man. <laughs> yeah. Time and place, Ja. Time and place. What the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. Russia. The, the only disturbing thing about that is that you know you shouldn't be getting drunk and and on the uh, in Seattle after after two games in the, the playoff series. But whatever, we, we'll we'll forgive him if he has a better season this year. That's for sure. But altogether, disappointing year. But uh, a lot of excuses are are uh, to be found if you if you want an excuse. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, because you could say that they had a bit of a, a Stanley Cup hangover. Their, their their first half was was horrific. 2017, and I mean not horrific, but bad for them. They were only 500. 2017 and three, four to three points in their first 40 games played. Goal differential of, of zero, 118 to 118. But then they turned it on in the second half. Went 31, seven and four in their final 42 games. That was 66 points in those games. And then you know what they. They went into the playoffs and they, and they they met a, a very underrated Kraken team that Joel said Philip Grubauer just completely went off in that series and then beyond in the playoffs for the Kraken. So the Habs got a got a chance, you know, get a get a full offseason. And that, that that's why it, it's so hard to to win back to back. That's why the Lightning doing it, the Lightning dynasty just in general is so impressive because you don't see these teams. The Habs dealt with injuries last year. Landis Gog is still potentially still dealing with potential, you know career-ending injury so they're they're they had to manage through that and and you know once they think figure things out though in, in that second half they were pretty impressive so you know ultimately a, a disappointment for for the abs but i think they're still in in a good spot moving forward yeah uh, i think the biggest thing and julie touched on it i'm glad he did was ju- just the amount of uh, uh, games missed that they missed last year from players just due to injury right like you you, you can't chalk that up enough and to still kind of do what they didn't get the division and then you know j- just to play well uh, throughout the entire thing it was the next man up mentality right and that was great you saw that from the likes of like an Arturi Lekkanen who obviously showed up massively in their playoff run when they won the Stanley Cup two years ago this guy seemed like he every big moment he he kind of had a part of it uh, and we saw that last year he was pushing a point per game player maybe that was you know just a lot of opportunity to some of those guys out especially the value contract he's making like I think he's making under five mil I forget exactly what it is but uh, you, you can't ask for more from that type of player right so th- there's a lot to like there um and we saw it last year hopefully you can see that continuing roll over to this upcoming year kale mccarr what's there to say this guy's gonna be a fucking killer uh you know perennial norris candidate if you ask me for at least the next 10 years i don't think anybody's gonna disagree with that uh i liked what i saw with alexander gorgiev last year man you know like, uh, i was always kind of high on the gorgiev train and it was good to see him kind of solidify himself you know maybe certain games maybe didn't look better than others but it was it was stability back there you know i and personally i'm sure joel 
knows more, of course, and maybe he'd have a better opinion. But I, I prefer him over the likes of Darcy Kemper any day. So I, I'm very happy with that. The Lannis Cog thing is a kick in the pills, dude. That sucks. Player of this caliber, especially your fucking captain, potentially being done for the rest of his career. Uh, not to fast forward a bit here, but I mean, they're, they're about $7 million over the cap right now, as it is with him on LTIR, which would drop it down to zero. So that kind of tells you what they're expecting to get out of Lannis Cog. You know, probably not going to be around this season, which sucks, dude, because... You never want to see that happen, especially to such a gamer and a good player like him. Um, but, yeah, they fought through it last year without him, too. And there's no reason to think that this team, obviously, they'll be a playoff team. They'll be a contender. There's no reason to think otherwise, uh, especially with what we saw last year. Things are a little bit more optimistic, though, regarding Lanniskog after his okay. you know, second surgery. So we'll see. I mean, the, the, the plan is always back by the playoffs. That's why we spent the the LTIR money the, mm-hmm. the, the we and rightfully him. so. I don't want to hear anybody bitching if he does come back and being like, oh, Caps are fuck off. Okay, you don't know if this guy's going to be back or not. If he does come back, fuck yeah. If not, what are you supposed to do? Just not spend that money? That's bullshit. Yeah, it, it'd be a small miracle anyway if he plays again. Like, this yeah. this is a, an experimental surgery. I don't think it's been done before, at least uh, successfully, where an athlete comes back, um, you know, close to 100%. But anyway, as for the offseason, unlike the, the Stars, the Avs had a very busy offseason season. Uh, like I alluded, alluded to before, the Avs had to be so reliant on McKinnon, Rantanen, and McCarr because they got virtually nothing from their depth, uh, which is, uh, you know, not a good thing when, you, you know, your, your top guy's getting injured all the time. Give um, me some Lekkanen love. That was a good point I brought no, up. No, no, oh, no. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Lekkanen is a stud. Uh, he gives 110% every fucking game. Um, yeah. yeah. Comfort took a step forward. He logged more minutes in the 2C spot, but he wasn't great offensively. And he wasn't resigned anyway. Uh, now they bring in Ryan Johansson from the Predators, who are retaining half of his salary with the hope that he can be the Avs' second-line center. He's somewhat notorious for being lazy, but uh, in a more competitive environment, there's a good chance McKinnon can drag his ass along to actually maybe uh, give a shit. Mm. And, uh, two more guys, Ross Cole and Miles Wood, two decent pickups for the third line. That should be a, a decent improvement over the AHL guys who spent a lot of time there last year. And Druen, Jonathan Druen, is a low-risk oh, attempt at rediscovering a player who used to be very good, especially in Tampa, and maybe playing with McKinnon again, his old uh, Halifax teammate. Yeah. yeah, rejuvenates him somewhat. The talent still seems to be there, but he lost all the confidence, and uh, his mental game is shot. So, well, maybe playing with McKinnon again uh, can can uh, change that. Yeah, this offseason tested the abilities of the Avs pro scouts once again, who have a, a great reputation for finding undervalued players from other teams, but we'll see. This is more like the offseason I expected last year, being more active, but uh, better late than never. Uh, B-plus again for the Avs. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I loved every move that the Avs did. I think Drillin is, is a fantastic low-risk high-reward signing. If he finds any sort of you know, of that same chemistry with McKinnon, he's going to be on that top line. They're not going to have to move the true skin or lucking it up and they can have those guys down there on the second line. And then, you know, Ryan Johansson, they pretty much got, got for free at a decent price there, 4 million for the next two years there. So if he can be even halfway decent there, that's an improvement for them. And then miles Wood, you know, people are going to say they gave him a little bit too long of a contract. What's that? Six years, five, six years at, but it's at 2.5 million. So if, if you want to bury that, if you want, if you want to trade that, it's easy, easy to move. No, 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 uh, no move trade trade clause there. So you can move it freely. And then uh, Ross Cole, you know, I think in general, the ads are going more of the Tampa Bay route and adding those depth guys, and they, they got called in from Tampa. So I think this is a pretty good offseason for them. They, they have now 
you know, a, a whole new third line possibly there with Wood, Colden, and Thomas Tatar, who they just signed last week, two weeks ago. We talked about. I think it's a another great under the radar depth signing. He's going to be be a pretty good bottom six uh, forward for them. And you know, they, they have the same defense moving forward, same same goaltending. So I think they're just you know going to be back to the you know elite Avs that we saw for the second half of last year and two years ago when they when they won the cup. Um. Yeah, as far as off-season goes, you know, what's not to like? You guys talked about it. Like, yeah, Miles Wood, yeah, six years. That's a little bit long. But fucking 2.5 million, you can already bury 1.1 if you have to. Like Ryan said, no move clause. It's not the end of the world. You know, you, you can deal with that. 28 years old, a little sketchy. But you know what? Sometimes you got to pay to get what you want. If they felt like that's the player that they wanted, then hell yeah. Um, I love I love the fucking Jonathan Drew in addition, man. Let's... Let's see what he can do. Fuck it. Sometimes you need a time to shine. Sometimes you need the right place, the right fit, and sometimes the devil you know is the best thing for you. Not to say that this guy will be playing first line with McKinnon, but if he does yeah. get the chance, is he no, doing it? Is that, for, is that, is that what's coming out? Yeah. Then I fucking love it even more. That's awesome for the kid. For I say kid, he's fucking my age, for Christ's sake. But still, 28 years old, fucking making league minimum, or not league minimum, but 825000 What is not to love about that signing, dude? And, I, and I'm sure that there's nobody happier than Nate Dog as well. From the sounds of it, those two are fucking boys. And that's important. That's relevant. I actually like that a lot. So that's fucking sick. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just clean. It's tidy business. Almost the definition of tidy business. I like that. They suffered the injury bug last year. Jolie talked about it. They had a lot of AHL guys playing. You know, a lot of, what's the team? The Colorado Eagles or some shit like that? The Sea Eagles. The, the Sea Eagles? The Seagulls? <laughs> the <laughs> I think that's what they used to be called. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, one, one underrated move that I absolutely fucking love. I probably love it more than the Drew End move. They issued a PTO to an all-time fucking gamer. Not to say it'll get anywhere, but if it does, oh, Nelly, look out for former Toronto Maple Leaf great. Former Automobilsk great in the KHL. Former TSN analyst. Peter motherfucking Holland, baby. Let's go. Great to see my boy Peter getting a chance. If that plays out well, even if he gets an AHL deal or something, that's fucking sick. So hell yeah. Um, I don't know. I I I like I like the off season. I think that I think that's great. No, I was wrong. It's just the Eagles. I don't know where I got Sea Eagles from. But. You think it's San Diego Gulls? Maybe the Seagulls or something? Who knows? Or the Sea Dogs? Is that St. John's? <laughs> no fucking clue. Um. Anyway, <laughs> projecting forward. Uh. 107.3 points that we have met, and and uh, we we normally say that we'd expect the Avs injury luck to be significantly better, but then we already have Landeskog ruled out as we mentioned. They're already behind the eight ball that way. Plus, the Avs have had the the most man game loss man games lost since uh, 2001 in the in the whole league. So there's injuries every fucking year with this team, but still, like last year was especially bad. So you you got to be better than that at least. Uh, yeah, and, and if, like Talon said, uh, played the whole season with Atlanta Skog anyway, won the division. That was uh, in spite of missing Nakar, McKinnon, Byron, Manson, Nachushkin for 10-plus games each. Um, learning that Georgiev was capable of being a solid starting goalie was one of the better things to happen last season. Uh, and having fully familiarized himself with the AF system, there's no reason to expect his play to regress and and every reason to expect it to improve even. Um, but yeah, after being bounced in the first round last season, we can expect... 
a more determined effort out of the gate and in what is probably the weakest division in the league. The Avalanche seem primed to be a one or two seed in the West yet again. So, yeah, I mean, I sound like a fucking homer, but uh, no, I'm really high on this team once again. Um, Higher than last year because, uh, like I mentioned, the the kind of uh, weak offseason we had last year didn't really set us up for success. But this this year we saw more of the... The older, the older Avs moves uh, when, when Jack, Joe Sackick was running, running point. But now with uh, Chris McFarlane there, showing that he he can do it as well, or at least hopefully if if these additions uh, prove worthy. Uh, so yeah, Bastard Division might even at the cop because it's a you know it's a little little expensive there, nine ten to one. But uh, in in season you can you can maybe get a better number. If not, it's not going to get much lower unless they just totally dominate. Um, and in, in which case you can bet on our president's trophy or something like that. But definitely over the 106 and a half points, definitely for the division. Uh, those are the bets I like. Plus, of course, uh, McCarr for the heart uh, at around 20 to one, at least. Uh, I think that's a decent bet considering he's a easily a top five player in the league. And if, if McDavid doesn't have quite the same years last year, that opens the door for some of these other guys to step up. So uh, that that's my favorite award in this market uh, or for this team. And Georgiev, too, at, at around 25 to 1 is, is okay for Vezna. Because uh, if, if the Avs dominate, much like Allmark won, just because he's playing behind the, the best team in the league, uh, he's automatically going to get a lot of those votes. So if the Avs have a similar kind of season, Allmark will get those votes. So, yeah, I think that those are uh, a few decent bets for the Avs. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I like him to win the division there at, at plus 150. Um, then to be the top seed in the West is plus 300. Uh, DraftKings offering that could be interesting there, depending on you know the Central Division is much weaker, I think. So if they can beat up on some of those lesser teams, maybe they get that. Uh, President's Trophy eight to one, probably not worth it. But yeah, McCarr 30 to one for the heart. Eight to one. Eight to one for President's Trophy. That's actually pretty good. That's uh I've I've seen lower prices than that for sure. So that that's a good number at least. All right, the DraftKings there, McCarr for the heart, thirty to one at DraftKings. Yeah, I, I like the Avs here. I like the over point total, possibly possibly you know number one seed in the West at, at three to one, and then if if you like that as well, and if eight to one is a good price, take take the Avs after the President's Trophy too. I, I I like all of that. I think they're you know they they have a great defense as well in front of in front of Gorgiev, which like like you said, Joel, they could just you know. Have not allowed a lot of goals, and Gorgiev gets credit for that and, and, and takes it away at 25 to 1. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on the Avs, you know, completely bouncing back this year, which is kind of crazy to say because they still won the division last year. It's just they lost in the first round. So, I think I think we're going to see a, a, a much better avalanche uh, showing this year. All right. I want to preface this with I like this team. This is no doubtably a playoff team that will either be one or two in this division here. Uh, I'm not in any means trying to intend on shitting on the Colorado Avalanche. I think they're a great fucking team. We already listed the players that I think are absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, You can't tell me those guys aren't going to have success. So I just want to say that before I go into this. But we're kind of, and this might sound fucking stupid, we're entering a little bit of a new era with this Colorado Avalanche team. Okay? And it comes down to one fucking thing. You're no longer getting... The fucking Nathan McKinnon $6.5 million deal, okay? What you have now is a fucking $12.6 million Nathan McKinnon. You have a $9.2 million Miko Rantanen. You have a fucking $9 million Kale McCarr. You add in Gorgiev at fucking, what's he making, 3.4? That's over 40% of your salary cap tied into four guys. And I understand the irony of me being the one to bring this up. I understand that fully. But all I'm saying here is that this team 
for the first time in a long time, is losing out on that luxury of maybe adding a big piece of the deadline if they want to. Maybe, you know, being able to get a little bit more depth, guys. And if you look at what happened when they beat Tampa in the finals to win the Stanley Cup two years ago, how do they beat them? They beat them by fucking depth. Tampa was great on that first line when they had Sam Coates, Kucherov, fucking Point doing their thing. But once it came to second, third, and fourth line, they simply didn't have enough. I, to come even close to Colorado in that series. Colorado dominated when it came to depth in that series. And last year we saw what happened a little bit when guys were banged up, guys were hurt. Well, guess what, man? Uh, I, we look at some of these players that they have, they're still great. We talked about the Nascutians, like uh, Valerie Nascutian. I can't even say his fucking name, but he's sick. Hey, point, call him nuke. Point, yeah, call him Nuke. Point, close to a point per game player, valuable at any fucking team. Everybody has to like him. I'm sure you like him. We already played his case. Ryan Johansson, you know, he's a veteran in this league. He knows how to win. Like the, uh, you know, Ross Colton, Miles Wood, Thomas Tatar. These are guys. These are serviceable NHL players. But what happens if things start don't, you know, kind of go off the way that they're expected to? Not even expected to, but the ways that they have been the past couple of years. That wiggle room to kind of work with. It's not necessarily there, man. And they're back at they're back at talent wise, unfucking believable. Kale McCarr, fucking Sam Girardi, like Bowen Byram. As far as like offensive defenseman goes, those guys are fucking sick. Josh Manson's an absolute stud back there. Devin Taves was a great fucking pickup. This is going to be a good fucking team, defensively and offensively. But I'm just saying. It's going to be a little bit different than what we've seen as far as move, mover, moverability. Is that even a word? Moveability? I guess that's the one. Uh, but I, it just, I just I want to see it. I'm not saying they can't do it. But I, I just want to see how this team, how this franchise acts now that they are 100% up against the cap. What do we do? What can we do? Let's see. Does it work? Does it not? By all means, it can work. I believe it can 100%. The talent's there. The skill's there. Joe Sackick is a fucking absolute legend. Don't get me wrong. He's a smart fucking hockey man. He knows what he's doing. I mean that in a good way. But I'm just saying it's this is this is the first time in a long time that we've seen, you know, uh, just the McKinnon contract is the biggest thing for me, right? So I'm possible Kill McCarr taking the money. Like I said, I don't want to repeat myself. but So I'm... For that note, that's why I'm kind of leaning the stars toward the division, okay? And it could not happen. Colorado could fucking win this division by 15 points, for Christ's sakes, and I wouldn't be surprised. But based on that alone, I'm willing to take the gamble on the stars, plus 170 if I had to, you know? And again, like I said, these are just facts. This is what happens when you make an opinion on facts. Take notes, BBC. Look at the numbers. Give a reason. Don't just say shit. That's how you do it. But that's where I'm coming at. Can this team win the Stanley Cup? Could be tough, but yeah, of course they could. They got solid goaltending, solid offense, solid defense. Yes. Could they win the division? 100%. Yes. Could they win the President's Trophy? Of course they fucking could. But I'm kind of leaning against Dallas when it comes to this division up against the two. What happens in playoffs other than that is anybody's business. But I mean, isn't that what, what the Avs dealt with last year is all those injuries lost and, and with the depth stuff? And and also, like... And look like, what happened. They lost in the first round. They won the division. And that's what I'm that. saying. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about, Ryan. I said... You know, I, I, I'm taking my chances with Dallas when it comes to the division point of view. But come, come playoffs, they can still do whatever they want. Uh, and and you're saying, like, if we were go- if this was like a blind item going into the offseason, but we know what they did. They, they went out. They, they got Johansson for free pretty much at $4 million. Mm-hmm. They got Druin for eight twenty five. They got Tatar for one point five. I think they have some, some young guys that can probably come up from the AHL. Are I those three they're... not gambles, though? Like uh, 32-year-old Thomas Tatar, fucking 32-year-old or 31-year-old Ryan Johansson and then Jonathan Druin that – 
hasn't necessarily had the proper career. I like the moves, don't get me wrong, but like those are gambles, you know? They are. I, I think if you look at, you know, the top three lines of the Stars and the Avs, you know, there, there's a good debate to be have there of which one you'd rather have, even just all, all four forward lines. But, I mean, you name pretty much every Avalanche defenseman. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy. They're they sick. Have, they, have, they have six great defensemen that are – that, and they had the, the defensive depth over Dallas, I think. And Gorgiev has proven to be good enough. I think Ottinger is probably a better goalie talent-wise, skill-wise, whatever. But uh, Gorgiev, their second year in the system, should definitely help too, knowing you know guys, w- w- what passing lanes, shooting lanes to block and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, a good battle in this division, but I, I don't see how you don't have the abs up top. You're not wrong, Tom. They are definitely risks, but... Uh... The point is that they were risks that that we made as opposed to last year where, uh, you know, we didn't really do much. We brought in that's like, true. That's fair. Evan Rodriguez, who was OK, nothing special. But um, this year, you know, they we're trying stuff out and, and using the LTIR space or Landis Cog, which kind of cancels out the McKinnon uh, uh, price raise as well as um, losing EJ off the books. I know he's, he's still a solid player, but certainly not worth the six million we're paying him, so th- th- that's why you, you can afford to, um, you know, pay Bo Byram a little bit more, and then bring in these other guys. Uh, but yeah, it's it's absolutely a risk if you know Duran is, is a waste, and then uh, you got to put somebody else up top there. And um, yeah, and Johansson could easily be a bum again, and then of course you got to I don't know slot Ross Colton a lineup of, and again that that hurts the depth. But uh, if those two guys turn out, then uh, and, and Absolutely. This this team is looking more like they were two years ago. Um, maybe not as good as they were like uh, with with Kadri, of course. He was an animal in the playoffs in particular, but uh, certainly good enough to uh, to dominate the the regular season in in, in the West anyway. And keep in mind too. Uh, sorry, Rob. Just keep in mind too. Like uh, like yes, the depth is definitely crucial to have, especially come playoff time. But your fucking killer dog still got to be your killers, and there's no reason to doubt that that won't happen for this team. McKinnon 111 fucking points last year. Fucking Rantanen had 55 goals, 105 points. Makar over a point per game player. Like trust me, your big dogs still got to be your big dogs. Of course, and this team has that ability. So that that's I'm I'm going against myself. I'm bouncing points off here, right? So I just. Uh, I, I, I like I like that. They're they're a good team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and the thing you brought up about you know they're not going to be able to add you know any any big guns or anything at all pretty much in season. I don't think they really added much the past two seasons. I think last year they had Nieto and then like Lars Eller. I think the year before they added maybe Josh Manson, someone else. Like they're they're not going Lechner. out there. Okay, Lekkinen was a good addition too, but like they're not. It's not like the Bruins last year. They went all out for Bertuzzi and Orlov and Hathaway. And you know what? If they have to add somebody. They have guys like, you know what, Johansson, four million, get him off the books. Uh, Tatar, one and a half million, get him off the books. And I'm sure there's going to be injuries and whatnot. So it's not like the Avs have needed huge deadline additions the past two deadlines. It's more, been more depth pieces here and there, which, which of course are, are, are key, but I think they should be able to get, get by without it. Mm-hmm. Those are fair points, man. I agree. I think we all brought up some good. Look at us, eh? Look at us. Look yeah, at we're us showing going. the Discord how, how to argue. Man. This is how you have a conversation, Facts. right? Facts. <laughs> Fucking retards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, as far as bets go, I think we already touched on this. I guess points, totals, divisions, cups, uh, presidents. Do uh, you guys like some of those? I think we already said that. Yeah, we, we? we went over it already, I think. Okay, hell yeah. Well, there you go. You know what we like. Just fucking pay attention for Christ's sake. Uh, anything else you want to add here in Colorado? Go as. 
Love oh, it. Do uh, you think the injuries have something to do with the altitude there? Like you said, they had the most injuries since 01, like in total. Ooh. Is that a thing for other sports? Like, does do the Broncos have the most injuries? Do the Nuggets as well? They look like, like that's it a, with Russell Wilson. Well, yeah, maybe he's just shit. But if that's a thing across like the other sports, then maybe there'd be something to it. Hockey's such a fu- dude. You can fucking turn the wrong way, blow an edge, and yeah. roll your ankle, right? So yeah. you can do that in any sport, I guess, too. But yeah, I tried to do a quick search on it, and it was there was a study about actual avalanches, so I, I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you why. Just. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, mixed bad luck and bad and training staff, gotcha. medical staff. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the Chargers. There's some from franchises that are cursed for Ooh. injuries. Why we like, got, why yeah, we got to do that? Come on. Mikey Dodd. Right. Right. Come on. Come on. Bro, come on. the fuck? All right. All right. Yeah, I was feeling good. We we won. We gave up 24 <laughs> to fucking or whatever to fucking Minnesota, but still. I don't know. You must have been sweating your balls off there in that last uh, possession. But thankfully, the Vikings uh, didn't know how to um, Spike the ball or whatever. <laughs> yeah. well, thank fucking Christ. All right. That's neither here nor there. This isn't a football podcast. All right. That's good. We all good here? Yep. yep. Fuck yeah. All right. Good show, boys. That was fun. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast on our website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports, baby. Hell yeah, there is. Uh, you can find all that information. We got hockey. We got fucking hockey is so back. Hockey is so back. We got people fighting Australia. Oh, yeah. We got fucking a bunch of other shit going down. Preseason kicks ass, bro. Just don't come in the fucking Discord asking me for parlays. Um, but hell yeah, hockey's supposed to be back. NBA is going to be back. Baseball last week, and then they're going to be in playoffs. I imagine playoff only lasts about half a jillion years compared to the regular season, which asks a jillion fulfilling. <laughs> but whatever. We got college football. <laughs> I'm dying. We got the Ryder Cup coming up. There's no tennis. Keep that in mind. No tennis, but that's okay. Tons of other stuff to watch. We got MMA. We got NASCAR. All the good shit, yo. So hell yeah. Shout out to uh, the SGPN website. Go check it out. Uh, read the fucking articles. We can't stress this enough. Ryan's banging out shit left, right, and center, yo. This guy, this guy is fucking banging more than Valerie Duchushkin, for Christ's sakes. Like, what can you do? Uh, so be sure to go check all that shit out, man. He's absolutely killing it, and there's stuff coming out all the time. So find that website. Give, like, it's good shit, too. I'm not just saying, I know I say a lot of dumb shit. Like, I, Ryan, I'll give, I'll be honest with you, I skimmed over a couple articles. I never do, but I did. And they're, sure. they're good. I thought the exclamation points were fucking fantastic. So don't listen to that miserable fucking gray bush that he's we got. He's stuck, stuck in his old ways. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what bitter it is. Bitter and frustrated. So no excitement in his life you know what it is that old fuck you know he's probably so old that he was in world war ii and then when they see the exclamation marks on paper they get a little shell shocked they get a little scared so i get it i get it but i thought they were great uh so be sure to check out ryan's articles they absolutely absolutely kills it uh listen to the other shows man everybody does such a fucking good job dude i really mean that i know we just gave our boy jeff some shit but the mma podcast kicks ass all the time uh, anyway, tons of good stuff. So go check it out. It's it's the best fucking time of year, boys. We almost got all the big sports coming out. That's exactly what you want. So enjoy it while we have it. And let's fucking go. And speaking of fucking going, I'm about to get my fucking ass in the Discord right now. And I'm going to come up swinging like fucking Muhammad Ali. I'm going to find somebody in there and we're picking a fight tonight. Let's fucking go. But I love everybody in the Discord. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Everybody, I can't stress this enough. Everybody in that fucking channel is awesome. No matter how heated things get, 
no matter how much we're frothing at the mouth, you guys are the man, you know. And the woman, if we have any women in there, I don't think we do, but you never know. So hell yeah. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. You guys are the absolute best. You know, I, I'm so excited for this season. I'm so excited to see what happens in here. And you know what? It's about that time of the year where we can start posting our hockey bets and our predictions in here. And that's another part of the Discord. But we do it in a proper way where we always converse about stuff. And that's what's important. And that's what makes you guys kick ass. So I'm really fucking excited for this season. Boys, we're coming on three years. That's absolutely sweet. Um, anyway, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. Uh, if you want to get in there, but you're not, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. You can reach out to the HGP Twitter account. Intern's killing it, baby. You know, just just don't tell him you like playing playing for where you're from but other than that he's absolutely killing it he's a stud he's been ruthless the past couple days which is fucking awesome glad to see uh or you know what else you can do i got nothing in mind so you can fucking just jolly you know what no you don't do anything you just sit tight fucking joel Myers just as excited for hockey season as anybody else that i know and you know what if you want to get in the discord he'll reach out to you baby he's like the little discord fairy you're the discord fairy bud you're just floating into their bedrooms and what they do is they put like a little bet slip and 20 bucks or 50 bucks or something under their pillows and you come in and you take their money in your bet slip and you whisper in their ear this is how you get to the discord and then you fucking blow a little fairy dust on them and away you go and that's how you can get into the discord i'm not touching that one <laughs> Talon, you might you might have a career in uh, asmr with it without whispering i don't even know what asmr is so. <laughs> look it up to- I don't oh, know. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gamer Podcast as well. Uh, this is where I would read a, read a five-star rating review if there were new ones. So why don't you go ahead and leave one for us uh, with the season ramping up here. And yeah, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. going to be doing a lot of content up there this season. Hell yeah, man. We are. Twitter's going to be popping off. I'm excited for it. So, um, All right, everybody. My name is Talon Jenkins. You'll find me going to take an extra shower just to be 100% sure I didn't get pissed on today. But other than that, hell yeah. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm George Bolmeyer. And next time you'll find me aiming at Talon first before the security guards. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace.